0: Hey guys, really quick before we start the show, there's two ways you could support this show, and you can do them both by going to comedylol.com. The first one is there's an Amazon link at the top of the page there, comedylol.com. You do all your shopping, and it helps us out. We get a portion of that. And then you can click donate and then give us some money. Please enjoy. All in
1: all. What kill when I say? We are the business today. Box is finished today. today. Auntie and Jay. Lulu PB and Jay. We drop the classic today. While we did a tablet of assets today. Little joints with the matches and ashes away. Hey. We that your ways. Don't the pistol is back in the way. Doctors of death killing our
0: patients depressed. We are a peace of trust.
1: So awesome.
0: hey everybody, as I'm here with Brian again or maybe you guys are hearing it for the first time. Hey Brandon. Hey Brian. And um, Brian was also in the Marine Corps. He was in a little bit after me, and he was in a little bit more... I-, I basically fixed ejection seats. I played some video games. I think we got drunk in Italy a bunch of times. That was my... I did go to the Middle East a little bit. We went through the Suez Canal on a carrier. We went into the Persian Gulf for, like, three days, and they we're like, "Ah, nothing's going on here, so we left. So... Brian had really? a little bit of a different experience and today uh, I have him on because I want to talk a little bit about terrorism because terrorism is always in the news. Um, there was just a guy in New York who tried to blow himself up not too long ago. Um, you know, we see it all the time, especially in New York. And I only live, I live about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes from New York City. So every time we're there, uh, every time we're there, it seems like it's, uh, you know, it's on, it's on, definitely on our minds. Um, and I think you have a little bit different take on terrorism than most people do. Is this true, Brian? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, th-
0: I, I think you could say that.
1: Um, <laughs> so you are a terrorist. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I did go to a terrorist training camp. <laughs> yeah. uh, he a did week, go
0: to terrorist so. training camp, everybody. Why don't you tell <laughs> yeah. us a little bit about that? Well, that's, uh, I mean, going. it's just
1: like summer camp for uh, Mujahideen.
0: Um, no, I,
1: I, I, I took a course at Blackwater, um, uh which is a you know mercenary company that's rebranded a couple times uh betsy betsy devos who's the current secretary of education her brother-in-law owned it um weird weird group of people uh you had to have a bible on your desk if you were part of the executive crew that was required uh you know he had a direct line to dick cheney call him anytime he felt like so it's good times um I found out that actually one of my instructors when I was down there was on the 700 club. Like I, I randomly flipped around TV in like a hotel and saw my instructor from Blackwater. It's on the 700 club. Wow. Um, which it's is like, like a, for those that don't know, it's yeah. weird religious, you know, TV show, Pat Robertson who blamed nine 11 on, I forget if it was the gays or abortion, but it was one of those. It was both. I think, right. Was it both? Yeah. yeah that's was all the nice, gays group, getting nice group of people. The 700 club. <laughs> um, <clears throat> So yeah, so I mean, you know, that but that was the kind of training I went through because I was a counterintelligence guy, right? So RAN sources did interrogations. Was in Bosnia in oh three, was in East Africa in oh four, was in Iraq in oh five, all as Marines, and then I went to work for the SEALs as a contractor and was back again in oh seven, um, in Iraq. And uh, yeah. It's, so you're definitely it's a, qualified to talk
0: about terrorism no i'm I, I mean I, I'm, just so anyone who's I, listening that's all
1: well, no, i mean i'll I'll walk into it and just go tell me where I'm wrong, right because yeah. mm-hmm. like i I don't you know, I think that the only thing that I'm fairly certain of is that human life is the most valuable thing on earth, yes uh, okay. and so this is why I had trouble staying in the Marine Corps um <laughs> and staying in the military because as much as the Marines that I dealt with uh did a laudable job in trying to not kill people. Uh, there's a lot of incentives to kill people, um, and it's certainly part of the job. But um, you know the, the the concept of terrorism. Like, what is the concept of terrorism, right? And and moreover, I mean, because terrorism is just. I mean, you just throw a throw throw a blanket on something and you can call it terrorism, right? But when you want to talk about like the Bin Laden version of terrorism, the you know 21st century version of terrorism, right? The goal is radicalization, revolu- revolution, and instability, right? And so then you ask yourself has the invasion of Afghanistan and continued occupation of Afghanistan as the invasion of Iraq, as the invasion of Syria, as the
0: invasion of Yemen, Is the invasion of Libya, has that contributed to stability? <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. No.
0: Okay. Has just it, just it- so you know, not to, to cut you off, just be, for people listening, he, uh, Brian just mentioned all the countries that the United States has intervened in, um, since nine 11 and even before then, um, if you don't know about it, probably going to be talking about that a little bit in the future, but just, just so you guys are caught up all the countries that he mentioned are, countries that we have used or that the United States government has said, you know, we, there's terrorists here. We have to go in here. We have to, we have to uh, put members of the military. We have to put your brothers and sisters and family into these countries because there's terrorists. Okay. Go ahead, Brian. Sorry. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so it's like, do you, you know, have you, have you, uh, increase the idea or the possibility of radicalization and revolution in those countries through kinetic military operations or even military presence. Mm-hmm. Like look at, look at what's happened. You know, it's hard to argue that. Like, yeah. I remember, you know, I was in uh, a town called Al-Karma uh, back in 05 in Iraq and uh, the army used to shoot off a rounds, right? And so these are white phosphorus rounds that shoot up in the air at several thousand feet, right? A, a giant kind of, flare shoots out that's like 5,000 degrees, and it basically lights up the whole town, right? So these are designed <clears throat> to cool and go out like at least, I don't know, it's a couple thousand feet in the air, right? So they shoot them way up in the air. You get like basically almost daytime visibility, you know, mm-hmm. within a certain radius, and then by the time they hit the ground, they're supposed to be cold, right? Well, you know, government manufacturing, lowest bidder, one of these things hits the ground, still hot, still going off, and kills a pregnant chick, right? Mm-hmm. And we got the shit kicked out of us that week, right? IEDs indirect constantly, right? We're like, what's going on? Well, it's like you killed a woman and her unborn baby. Mm -hmm. And so you have to go, well, we had it coming, right? Like if you do stuff like that, you know, accept that there will be consequences. And unfortunately, like you can't go to war and avoid those kind of consequences. And so is it terrorism When somebody fires off an IED or shoots an RPG or shoots a mortar at you after you killed their sister or killed their wife who's pregnant with your child. I think Mm -hmm. it's a hard sell for me to understand to say they're terrorists, you know, because if you say if you if I walked outside right now in Dallas and said, listen, if uh, the Iraqi military was, you know, firing a loom rounds in here and it killed your sister. Like, I know this is a comedy podcast. We're talking about <laughs> killing of pregnant women. And no, 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 no. We, we so, talk about all kinds again, of stuff. Yeah, why playing. playing your strengths here in the comedy <laughs> podcast realm. You know, would you, would you grab your gun and go try to kill somebody in the Iraqi military? Yeah. Yeah, you
0: would. So, and so, so, oh yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No,
1: no. So it's like, what what's the end state we're trying to get? If the end state we're trying to get is to counter radicalization, revolution, and instability is firing off a loom rounds or, you know, shooting... Uh, people, you know, in a street, uh, whether bad guys or good guys or whatever, like, is that helping or is that hurting?
0: So, so that's fair enough. And what I would say to you, if I was um, somebody who didn't agree with you, which I do agree with you, but if I didn't, I might say something, well, yeah, you know, I understand that's over there and that's in Iraq. And, you know, we, we went to war there. We had to go to war, uh, wherever you want to say me, we were lied into, but what about Afghanistan? You know, like they came here, 9-11 9-11 happened, then there was terrorists there. We have to go there and make sure that um, the Taliban doesn't come back. We have to make sure that there's not terrorist camps. We have to be there fighting them so they don't come here and blow us up. We just had a guy come to New York and try to blow us up. We got to stop these guys, Brian. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? No,
1: that and it's. I, I think it's a not a cut-and-dry answer unless you look at the details a little bit, right? The, the Taliban was willing to turn over bin Laden before... 9-11 even happened, right? And this is detailed very nicely in Scott Horton's book, Fool's Errand, which is using, you know, declassified CIA reports and direct quotes from administration officials. Like, it, if the goal is, okay, let's catch the people that committed 9-11, okay, we can do that. We can do that with zero military force. You know, maybe we want to fly a plane into Kabul, pick the guy up and fly out. That's the extent it's necessary, right? If you say, okay, well, we've got to invade Afghanistan. All right. Well, why wasn't General Mattis, who had a battalion of Marines 30 miles away from Tora Bora when that fight was going on, why was he told to just sit tight? You know, when the CIA is like, we need reinforcements, we have the remnants of Al Qaeda pinned down. Why was the Marine Corps told, no, just hang out. Don't don't go up there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. Then you go, oh, okay, now, now we have to get the Taliban. Okay, why exactly do we need to get the Taliban? Why Why is, oh, they enabled bin Laden. Oh, okay, they, they provided sanctuary to him. That's fine. We're, who provided his money, right? <laughs> well, we did for the entire Soviet war, Mm -hmm. right? And we're very proud of this fact, and there's a million books written about, you know, Operation Cyclone and the, you know, uh, insurgency that we funded and armed, uh, funded and armed and trained in Afghanistan during the 80s against the Soviet Union. And then, you know, it's very easy to trace the money after that as coming principally from Saudi Arabia after uh, the, you know, Afghanistan war. And so it's like, okay, well, if the goal is to destroy Al Qaeda. We could have done this, we didn't. And then, if the goal is to destroy Taliban, why exactly? Oh, well, they're beheading people and they're treating women badly. You mean like Saudi Arabia? You know, like there's the the ISIS factor, right? Is the is the you know quasi current boogeyman in the room? And you know, the the number of people that ISIS beheaded in 2015 was something like 324 the number of people that Saudi Arabia beheaded in that year was 516. And so it's legally. like, if we need to be, yeah, like, legally. Yeah, okay. Like right. that was their That was there. Um, you did something. So we're going to behead you. Mm-hmm. And so if we have these quote unquote moral standards, then why did we just like, I think three months ago, sell like $24 billion in fighter planes to Saudi Arabia when they're beheading more people than ISIS. And it's, it's these difficult questions that you go, okay, I'll go along with you, but tell me what your moral standard is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if, if the moral standard is we're not going to stand for subjugation of women and, uh, you know, criminal beheadings, then I go, how much money do we give Saudi Arabia every year? Mm-hmm. How many arms did we just sell them? And, you know, leave it up to them to explain it. Right. Cause I can't explain it. And unless you just believe in the petrodollar and the military industrial complex, like, but I, I'm not going to feed them that answer. I want them to kind of pontificate on that a little bit.
0: Yeah. And I, I love what you said there. Um, Just to be, uh, I want to explain a little bit for some people who might not be up on all this. So to go back to Osama bin Laden in the 1980s, um, the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan and we wanted to help them out, kind of fight a proxy war. So we don't want to fight exactly the Soviets head on, obviously, because we both have nuclear weapons. So what we did was we um, we radicalized. We found some Muslims that we could radicalize and some people and we dumped a bunch of money into their lap and we helped them bleed the Soviet Union dry and um, basically they had to there was a, a bunch of people on horses that that uh, defeated the Soviet Union in in Afghanistan kind of like what's going on right now with the us you know it's it's really a hard it's it's there are hard people to invade and to occupy. I don't think people realize that so that's kind of where we started there and then there's also a history of the United States doing this. And this is a lot of stuff that's not even, it's not even conspiratorial. You could just Google it. The United States has, um, what they'll do is when they get into a region, they try to help out. It's kind of like when, if you're familiar, if people are listening, familiar with in 2001, when we invaded Afghanistan, we went in to help the Northern Alliance. That's who kind of was, we were supposed to help. So we always find somebody in the region that we feel uh, has the same goals as us or the same outcome or the same enemy mostly is really what it is and then we will fund them kind of fight a proxy war. Uh, and it just seems that way. That's really business as usual for the United States. Um, I mean, uh, going back as far as, as you want to look. Uh, so with that, so that's, I just wanted to put that out there. And then the other thing I wanted to tell you, so you said that to me about that, and that all sounds great with Saudi Arabia, but a lot of times what I hear from people is, um, you know, yeah, that's great, but we need we need an ally there if, you know, we just, I just, we have to have our gas the way it is. I love the American lifestyle I'm living. And if some blood has to be shed over there, but I don't really have to know about it, so be it. That's kind of what I hear. Um, you know, Saudi Arabia is, is our ally. You know, they're all crazy over there. Uh, these aren't my words, these are just what I've heard. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, so, so what's the big deal? Well, then you look and you say, okay, well,
1: you want your oil. Well, the U.S. is a net oil exporter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wait, what do you mean? The the U.S. Currently, the U.S. is a net oil exporter. We make more oil than we need. Yes. And so it kind of comes back to what we were talking about in the other episode of, you know, did you discover this for yourself? Mm. And if you didn't, who told you, you know, and like this is why don't watch the news is is one of the first rules of you know trying to be somewhat educated on these topics right because mm-hmm. the us is a net oil exporter so why exactly do we need saudi Arabia again mm-hmm. well we need them to hire a lot of ex-generals which they do uh, we need to make sure that they hire as many people from raytheon and Dyncor and lockheed martin as is possible and we need to make sure that they keep funneling money into think tanks within DC, which they're huge contributors of, so that they can maintain this narrative of that they're an ally, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make any sense and has not caused anything positive that anybody can point out. So I just, you know, I asked a question like, give me one single thing that Saudi Arabia has helped us, you know, as far as an ally, you know? And what you'll get is, oh, well, I, intelligence. I'm sure they're helping us with intelligence. Okay how much is that worth, you know, uh, how much is that worth to us? And, and then what have we, what have we sowed from that relationship exactly? You know, if you want to, if you want to find a bunch of people, uh, you know, if you want to radicalize a population, then throw money at a bunch of spoiled rich kids, uh, which is the Saudi royalty who can do whatever they want because they have more money than God and can flaunt, You know any type of tenant of their, you know, religion that they're supposed to adhere to or supposedly adhering to, and see what happens. You know, like nobody likes annoying rich people here. Like, think of the Kardashians. (laughs) Like, I'm sure that people mostly watch that to be pissed off. You know, Um, part of them wants the fairy tale life, but otherwise, it's just like, no, I fucking hate those people because they're spoiled rich kids, and so we're shoveling money at a bunch of spoiled rich kids, uh, which is fomenting revolution instability and radicalization so aside from that what's the return on investment
0: fair enough all right i like that um one one last thing uh i, I lost my train of thought because with the kardashian thing i just i when you said that i just imagined if the kardashians had machine guns you know, like <laughs> what the world would look like it, it would be gross okay so all right so we shouldn't i so from what you're saying brian if, if i get this right we shouldn't be over there fighting terrorists well then what should we do well, what you have right
1: now is, you know, you have this aid model of counterinsurgency, right? We're either giving people guns, uh, or we're building wells in schools and schools and that kind of thing. Well, if you want to give people guns, chances are they're going to lose them, right? I mean, you look at how ISIS mostly armed itself. And it was with stores that we had left from the Iraq war because we'd given them to the Iraqis and because the Sunnis saw themselves as politically, you know, marginalized, they were like, here's the keys, guys. So you're um, saying
0: that all the weapons. So we want we go into Iraq, invade Iraq, just to um, simplify it for everybody. Mm-hmm. We invade Iraq, invade Iraq. We leave a lot of the weapons there with the Iraqi army, hoping that they can take care of themselves. And then what happens?
1: shockingly enough uh isis picks them up because okay. most of most of the members of isis were either former military or active military in the iraqi regime okay. uh, or in the iraqi military that were just sunnis all right i'm not, uh, I'm not sure and- how
0: many people actually know this because I, I don't really watch the news so i don't know what they say but i i'm just yeah it's funny to me uh, just to get off topic a little bit but what somebody will say to me and then i just know from my i'm like wait a minute that's not so, so I i'm not really sure what they're telling the, the public where isis came from but yeah that's that's amazing to me uh that alone just should Blow your mind that you know the isis is they're using our own their own our own weapons to fight us yeah it's it's really
1: absolutely and then if you look at like the cia and dod armed uh, rebel groups quote-unquote rebel groups in syria almost all the weapons that that they captured are weapons that are weapons that isis were using were weapons that we gave these you know so so so-called moderate rebels right Mm -hmm. and so if you if you if you just give guns to people Uh, usually they're going to end up in the wrong hands. And then you also have this kind of aid model of counterinsurgency where it's like, we're going to show up and we're going to build some schools and build some wells and, you know, contribute to political stability. And that's not sustainable, right? You can look at the entire history of, you know, aid in Africa, in Southeast Asia, and none of it builds on itself and produces value, right? What produces value is trade, What produces value is, uh, you know, property rights and and having, you know, some degree of, you know, rule of law uh, locally. Right. Mm -hmm. And we don't build that in the military. We don't do any of that. We show up. We, you know, basically take the guy who's in charge and go, can you help us, you know, find the Taliban or can you help us find ISIS? And he's like, sure thing. And he points at one of the guys who's a competitor in business and he goes, that guy's Taliban, (laughs) roll him up and now he's got an, a monopoly on, you know, ice ice being the only ice factory in town because yeah. he rolled up his competition, right? Or in Afghanistan it's opium, right? So he just points at the guy, he's like, "Oh, that guy's selling opium." Well, the mayor of the town is also selling opium, but that guy's also selling it and he would love to take over his land. So if you roll that guy up, then you're good. And so this is what was very frustrating about my job as human intelligence guy <laughs> is that I'm, you know, I have to report everything I get. But there was a tremendous, usually, you know, as long as the report was, was an editorial going, this guy's probably full of shit. Don't believe him because this guy that he's narking on is a competitor in business, you know, or had sex with his wife or something. And he just wants him to go away. But we get played for rubes all the time because we have a bias towards kinetic action. We have a bias towards capturing and killing. And so we'll go in and kick the guy's door down and snatch him up. And we've done nothing but create an enemy. Right. Right. And so we're not fostering the long-term growth of these countries through, you know, improving rule of law and giving people an opportunity to trade and really just live their lives, right? To have some freedom, to have mm-hmm. some liberty, to be not worried about, you know, who's going to kill them. You know, I used to tell people all the time, you know, the Marines that I worked with, you know, who wanted to be Tommy Toughnuts, right? You know, we had this kind of talking point when we were in Iraq, like, we're the strongest tribe. It's like, no, we're not. We're definitely not the strongest tribe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, cuz here's the thing. What I the, the worst thing that I can do to you if you don't have a gun is I can I can grab you out of your house in the middle of the night. I can throw you in a Humvee and blindfold you and I can take you to the detention facility and you got to stay there for 3 days if I don't have anything on you, mm-hmm. right? That's the worst thing I can do. Al-Qaeda in Iraq can kill you, they can kill your family, they can kill your dog, they can kill your cousin and they can torture you for as long as they feel like it. We're not the strongest tribe. Yeah. You know? These people are not going to be afraid of us compared to what Al-Qaeda can do. So, like, let's play to our strengths here if we have to do something like this. Mm-hmm. And let's not be dicks. Yeah. You know, like, let's not uh, shoot off a of loom rounds and kill pregnant people because it's not going to help us at all. Not to mention the just gross immorality of it, but it's not helping.
0: Yeah. Yeah. it's, it's... <laughs> And unfortunately, all you really have to do is go back throughout history to see what i mean when it breaks down if you just look at the facts on the ground where we just look like an occupying force you know we we set up it's just like setting up like a, a satrap or, or shatria, what do they call them uh different <laughs> different warlords in different areas yeah. just like alexander the great kind <laughs> of you know you come down here you just put these generals or whatever in charge uh generals or whoever they are in the state department mm-hmm. in, in charge of certain areas and uh, yeah, like um, it's just as you were saying that it just is like flashing in front of me. It's like it's it just all repeats. It's re- it's really crazy. Um, but getting back getting back to terrorism. Yeah, so I I see you are saying if if Al Qaeda has that kind of control, you know, it, and they look just like you, you know, the Al Qaeda that's they're the they're the home team basically. They really are. So when you're there and your your round just blew up a, a pregnant lady, and you're speaking English, and you're you're you know driving around like a, a badass obviously the people there are going to hate you so I, I like to tie it around and obviously i'm not the first one to say this um but just think of and I, I have actually been saying this for a while even before i've heard people in maybe like dave smith and stuff say this but it's like what what would you do you know say you were here and and something happened uh you know obama tried to take over or trump tried to take over so uh the russians came to help us out and they they killed him or they they put him in prison we're like yay thank you Let's have our country, and they're like, "No, we're gonna hang out here and help you get things started." We're like, "No, we were doing fine." They're like, "Nah, yeah, nah we got it, we got this." And now it's not even um, police on the street; it's it's straight up military. So it's yeah, man, tanks on the street. It's it's just uh, it's a nightmare. And a lot of people go to the religion, um, and they'll say, you know, it's uh, it, it's just the way the religion is. They're fanatics, and I say to that, um, you know, if people were here and uh, they were killing my family, I would say whatever I had to, or whatever I had to do. If I was a smarter, say I'm a little bit smarter of a person, and this is happening, and I see that there's people out there that can help me, I'll tell them it's God. I'll, I'll say whatever I have to say to say, let's go get these people. Mm-hmm. And uh, going back to history, it's the same thing, uh, just like the Crusades. It's always the, the people who are in charge will fool the masses into fighting their battles for them. Um, whatever. Well, it's just, you know, just leafing
1: through Scott's book, you know, fool's errand. And, you know, there's a passage in there where, you know, the U S has tried over 800 people in U S criminal court uh, for terrorism related charges since nine 11. And in, in the depositions of all of those 800 people, not one person has mentioned that they're really bothered by the fact that we have a lot of TVs and a lot of freedom. Yeah. What, what they do mention without fail is the continued occupation and military force against innocent people in their country. So, I mean, all 800 of those people might've gotten together and gone, listen, guys, I know that George W figured us out and we really just hate him for their freedom, but let's just, let's just tell these people instead yeah. that we're upset about the occupation, and the killing of innocent people. Like, let's just try that. Like let's, let's not, you know, W figured it out, but, but let's all get together and tell them the story. Cause that that's just better for some yeah, reason.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. We don't want them, we don't want them to catch on to our yeah our, um, the real truth. Yeah. So I, I think that's a that's a great place to leave it. Is basically, you know, what would you do if there's people um, coming to your country or whatever it is? Um, you know, if, uh, people will say to me, and when I tell them we should just leave, a lot of my right wing my right wing friends will tell me, well, you know, they're going to come here, and I say to them, listen, guys, we're America, we're the United States. Who are we afraid of? Why are we afraid of these people? It's the same thing with Iran. I don't want to get started, but they say, oh, Iran's going to get a nuclear weapon. Give them five. What are they (laughs) going to do? We're America. You know what I mean? Let them have ten. I don't care. We will squash them in a second. All we have to do is look at them, and they'll be leveled. So I don't understand why we're so scared. So I I think we should leave it. Guys, we're the United States. We're America. We're tough. We'll leave them alone. If they come here, well, they, they're gonna wish they never came here. If they came here, you know what I mean. But us, we're we're basically making them come here. That's how I feel. Um, anyway, so how could people find you, Brian? Uh, I'm sorry, I'll uh, give you the last word. Go ahead. You you uh. Last well, no, year, I go. mean
1: you brought up Iran, and so you didn't want to talk about Iran, but I would just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> say like speaking of installing satraps. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we can talk about yeah, we look can talk at the about coup the coup in '56 and Mossadegh, yeah. and oh, then yeah. if you ask about nuclear programs in Iran. Go Google who gave them, uh, you know, uh, parts and expertise in the <laughs> 70s for their nuclear reactors. Go look that stuff up. You yeah. know, just... Uh, you're never going to guess who it you're was, never, guys. you Spoiler never alert, guess. it was us. It was Granada.
0: <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't. It was, no, was it? it was the Soviet Union. No, wasn't it wasn't. Yeah, either? no, <laughs> it
1: wasn't those guys either. No, I just, I appreciate having me on, Brandon. It's great to talk to a former Marine, uh, you know, share some of the political principles. I'm glad we got to have a little bit of a talk a little bit of a scott horton love fest let's we'll talk yeah. about that guy and uh you know you can find me on twitter i'm at brian pcf Papa Papa charlie foxtrot uh or you can get me at uh combat underscore classics uh, on twitter mm-hmm. all right cool. thanks a lot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? hear what i say we are the business today Boxing is finished today
0: Alright, everybody, that was our talk about terrorism. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions for us, you can reach me at brandon at comedylol.com and you can find Brian Wilson on Twitter at BrianPCF and check out his podcast, Combat and Classics. You can find that at combatandclassics.org. It's a very interesting podcast. I just started listening to it. I highly recommend it. And also, as I said at the beginning of the show, you can support us by going to ComedyLOL.com, clicking on that Amazon link, doing your shopping. It won't cost you any extra. They kick us back a portion of it, helps us out. And also, you can donate at ComedyLOL.com. Thank you if you choose to do either of those. And Happy New Year.